you know, arthritis is one of those serious health conditions that could really develop through uh, long and induced experiences of trauma. Again, that's that mental component that's now affecting the physical component, and they go hand in hand. Hey, family, I'm Leon Guidry. Welcome to the Brother Be Well podcast. Our conversations focus on mental health and wellness. Our intent is to provide a safe space for boys and men of color to reduce disparities, remove stigma, heal trauma, and to end prolonged suffering. Listen up, y'all. Hi, this is Michael P. Coleman, content director for Brother Be Well, thanking you for checking out this series, this trauma and healing series brought to you by Blue Shield of California's Blue Sky Initiative. We're speaking with marriage and family therapist and Brother Be Well clinical advisor, Christian Jacobs about the physical health impacts of trauma. Christian, welcome back to Brother Be Well. Hi, Michael. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Really good. Good to have you back again, Christian. Can't wait to get into this topic with you today. I can't wait to get into this myself. We've talked a lot, Christian, about trauma as a part of this series. There may be someone in the Brother Be Well family that's not yet seen one of those videos or listened to one of those podcasts. So Really briefly, a couple sentences, if you could summarize trauma for that person and, and kind of give us a frame for why we're talking about trauma. Sure. Yeah. For the individuals um, who may be wondering what you know trauma is, uh, you're really looking at four categories of trauma and in which they can occur, uh, which is uh, fight, flight, freeze or fawn. Uh, and those are four different uh, criteria or areas, I should say, that uh, trauma could occur in. And we also talked about, you know, uh, really trauma in terms of different types of trauma that, that can occur, such as chronic trauma, uh, which happens very uh, intermittently. Uh, it can happen throughout someone's life. Complex trauma, where you're dealing with several layered issues that's ca- causing the trauma that's ongoing that maybe in your uh, community environment is constantly occurring. And then you have acute trauma, which is something, a trauma that happens um, at a short time. It's really a very sharp and um, um, powerful uh, event that may have, um, you may have witnessed or something that uh, may have happened to you personally. Really appreciate you summarizing that for us, Christian. So important that we talk about uh, trauma. We've talked about it again here. We've talked about some of those, those impacts and how they can really impede our overall development. Can you talk about the impacts of trauma, that, that the impacts rather that trauma has on our bodies and on our physical health? Sure. Well, you know, trauma uh, really impacts our overall physical and emotional health. But, you know, the physical part, a component is really important because um, sometimes mentally, as some as things impact us mentally, it, it can eventually turn physical. Uh, for example, as someone is stressed out, right, someone is uh, stressed out from work or they're ex- uh, experiencing extreme trauma at work, uh, that emotional uh, stress and trauma can turn into body aches. Uh, which thus can turn to um, hypertension or blood pressure. And this is all coming, it's all being induced from a physical issue. So uh, as you experience stress, your heart rate increases. As your heart rate increases, your heart rates, uh, your heart is working harder. Um, when that's happening over a long period of time, that's where the, uh, the, the risk for hypertension and high blood pressure can come in. And then the body aches, is also something very similar to your body's working a little harder. Um, so those body aches could be uh, contribute to a couple of things. It, your body can really be going through uh, that issue in terms of pain, or your, your brain could be sending false signals to your body, let, uh, making you think that you're injured or you're hurt and you're really not. 
which also happens in a lot of individuals who are suffering through um, dealing with withdrawals through uh, opiate abuse, things of that sort. So those are some of the similar um, traits that go along in terms of physical and also um, in terms of impacting one's uh, sexual drive or impotence as well. So uh, for for men and women, they could impact their sexual drive and their uh, their inability to um, want to um, be involved intimate uh, intimacy with their partner, things of that sort, and also erectile dysfunction issues. So there's several physical uh, components that can really impact a person's um, overall ability when you're talking about trauma. Often, as you know, Kristen, when we when you and I get together, we sometimes have a a physical health uh, practitioner, a nurse, or a doctor here with us. We don't we don't have the benefit of that today. So let's just pause for a second before we get into some of these 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 physical act uh, physical health challenges. And could you talk about the importance of checking in with your primary care physician? These are not symptoms that you should take lightly or ignore. Can you talk about why it's so important that you check in with your doctor on this stuff? Michael, you know why it's really important to check in with your doctor because you're talking about mental health and physical health, right? So um, I'll, give you, I'll give you an example. Uh, if you are uh, going to school and you are working in your chemistry class, and in order to you know, uh, pass your chemistry class, you have to work with a TA, um, and you, you decide not to work with that TA, you continue to just basically try and learn the stuff on your own, go to class, and you're not working with that TA who's a connection to the professor, right? Uh, it's almost the same concept when you're talking about this topic here. So when you're looking at uh, an individual who uh, is a primary health p- provider, they are that connection. They are that link to the uh, to the uh, mental health uh, world, in a sense, to your to your resources and your and your referrals. So they can refer you to the to the, the appropriate person after they've completed their assessment. So it's very important, you know, working with a medical doctor allows you to really tell your story on what's going on and receive the proper assessment based on your condition. And also working with your primary primary health provider, it also connects you to uh, medication if needed. And I know the medication component um, may be difficult for some because they they may not understand how medication works in terms of, you know, dealing with something like PTSD, for example. So that's why working with your primary health provider uh, can really explain and and provide some psychoeducation on how medication uh, could uh, assist you in terms of your, your journey through uh, traumatic experiences. And really ensuring that, uh, you're, um, and this is on the, the, the patient side, right? This is more of that patient advocacy uh, component. You're really ensuring your doctor, um, you can do your homework to ensure your doctor understands your story and seeking a second opinion if you aren't happy. Now, as we know that there's um, been talks about in terms of patients feeling like they're not heard and certain populations feel like they're not heard or um, they're not their condition not t- being taken serious by their uh, practitioner. So you have you have a um, an op- opportunity really to open up that door to see and ask that doctor you know what their special specialty is and if they have uh, referrals to someone who specializes uh, who's a trauma informed and also culturally competent and also you know really in the community sometimes there's a misunderstanding um, or thinking that we you know you shouldn't question the doctor you shouldn't ask them questions um, on their knowledge but you really can you can ask them know what they specialize in and what they have access to. And you can also uh, ask if they don't, if, if they don't uh, contain those um, uh, specializations, where they can send you to. It's pretty powerful, Christian, before you move on. It, it hit me as you were summarizing that uh, for us. It, there's something powerful about two black men talking about 
go talk to your doctor. When you say we are sometimes the last people, I know men seek medical care. Um, we're slower to get to the doctor's office generally than women and black men. We we are known for trying to power through something by ourselves and not checking in with your doctor. So there's something, there was a powerful second where I thought black man talking to black man about going to talk to your doctor. Somebody's going to be impacted by this. So I appreciate you walking us through that. Want to talk about our next uh, question here. Some in the Brother Be Well family may be surprised to hear that if we leave some of those conditions unchecked, um, some, some things like anxiety and depression can lead to some very, very real health problems. I'm thinking about stroke. I'm thinking about heart attack. Can you make that connection, Christian, between the how our bodies are going to process that unchecked stress and what can come around the corner or down the road if we don't pay attention to it and seek some treatment. Absolutely, and you know, this kind of goes back to um, your comment about you know two black men, you know, talking about this topic and uh, the distinction and the connection, the correlation between um, uh, how how um, black men suffer from heart disease and um, and hypertension and high blood pressure, you know, due to you know. Um, not going to the doctor at the right time or waiting until it's too late. So um, these are some of the health conditions that correlate with um, sometimes us not wanting to go to the doctor. And 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 and, and one of the issues of that is that um, sometimes when we wait too long, you know, um, it's sometimes hard to really pinpoint where the condition started or you know where some of the and also kind of uh, work on some of the conditions uh, so we can improve them. So. Uh, one thing that comes to my mind is arthritis. The studies have been shown, really, that, you know, arthritis is one of those serious health conditions that could uh, really develop uh, through uh, long, uh, uh, long and induced um, experiences of trauma. And that's the again, that's that mental component, right? That's now affecting the physical component, and they go hand in hand. Um, heart disease, as we talked about, um, stomach ulcers. So we talk about stress. Um, basically, stress really changes the the um, and again, you know, we'll have probably have some some uh, doctors or someone here on the, on the physical side to talk about that. But, you know, uh, stress really does change the makeup of the stomach, you know, and what's going on in the stomach, which is why acid reflux uh, can be a, a sign of uh, stress, uh, things of that sort. And also your constant uh, rapid heartbeat, which also can lead to several issues. So just imagine your heart rate moving faster than what it normally uh, does, shouldn't or uh, doesn't do. Um, that could also cause some physical implications, too. Absolutely. And and I know from experience that that heart is beating more rapidly or stronger than it really should. And you combine that with high cholesterol, which a lot of people of color and specifically African-Americans and specifically African-American men deal with that. It's a recipe for, for I started to say disaster, it's a recipe for a stroke is what I've learned. So we've got to pay attention to, to those things. We've got to pay attention to it. You know, our physical response to trauma can have a very direct impact, I've learned, on our adrenal glands, affecting those hormones and most critically, causing our bodies to increase production of adrenaline, cortisol, oxytocin. Um, what Can you talk about what the increased production of an excess amount of those hormones? And, and let me just say, typically, that's a, those are great hormones. Those are good things. We all need them. They, they serve a useful purpose. But when we're increasing too much of them over too long a period of time, that can really set up shop in a way in our bodies that's not helpful and not healthy. Can you talk about that a little bit, Chris? Sure. You know, I, I just uh, as we talked about before, you know, what the brain is doing, right? The brain is constantly in a repair mode. It's constantly in a self-soothing mode. So a lot of these conditions uh, occur 
you know, um, overexposure to, uh, from cortisol, overexposure from oxytocin. Um, as you said, um, a lot of these conditions are happening because the body, the brain is trying to soothe. So in any time there's an um, uh, imbalance of chemicals being released, that is a domino effect. It's going to eventually affect something else. So some of those increased um, hormones can really, you know, um, uh, cause levels of anxiety and depression. Uh, depression, I, I speak of that one because uh, we have oxytocin, that's a, a feel-good hormone, but too much of that can really, your, your body is, is going to change its uh, baseline. So your, 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 your brain is going to say, okay, well, since it's releasing this much feel-good, you know, I'm going to change our, our baseline is going to stay here now. So you need more of that oxytocin to keep your baseline going. So that's what happens in, in, in that term. Uh, there's a term called adadonia. And adadonia um, occurs basically when the brain uh, can no longer feel pleasure of things. So this happens. This is very common in individuals who, uh, who are um, going through opiate abuse. So that opiate um, overexposure to opiates to the brain causes anhedonia where um, you can't you can't you don't find any pleasure in doing anything, which can lead to depression because your, your brain has tried to meet that baseline. The more pills you take, you know, the, uh, the, the, the baseline goes up and eventually there is no uh, level of feeling good. You, you have a baseline of, of a stagnancy, which is called adhedonia. Um, also, we talked about, you know, the, the, the muscle tension and the pain and things of that sort. These are some of the side effects and also sleep problems. You know, those hormones are uh, some of those hormones are used to um, help you sleep. And also um, overexposed to some of the hormones such as cortisol can create, uh, create weight gain as well, can, can develop weight gain in the body. And then also that memory and con- concentration and impairment that we talked about. So as you see, you know, um, there's a balance that uh, needs to occur. And when that's out, when that brain, those chemicals are out of balance, um, it will it will do it will and do impact other things in your body as well. Really, it's a lot to, to consider and a lot to process. And as we've talked about, Christian, it's a lot to talk to our doctors about. Would you agree? There's a lot going on there. Absolutely. And we've got to have those conversations with those primary care physicians or primary medical care folks. So appreciate you walking us walking us through that. As we get ready to wrap this one up, Christian, um, via your work as a marriage and family therapist, you've undoubtedly treated many, many victims of trauma. I'm wondering what your recommended methods for healing are for healing from trauma so that someone watching, someone listening can avoid, you know, if we know we've got the information, so we know what's down the road if we don't pay attention to it. Someone's watching, somebody's listening, who's ready to make some changes. What are some of your recommendations for healing from trauma and avoiding some of the things we've talked about? Well, I think, you know, Michael, that's a good question because we have to think about, uh, we have to put ourselves in someone else's shoes, right? So I'm thinking it's really important to uh, meet that person where they are. You know, you want to, you don't want to throw, in the beginning, you may not want to throw them, well, go to therapy or you may not want to throw that uh, to them, you know, uh, immediately. You want to kind of fill out where they are, or fill yourself out where you are, because um, you, know, you know medication could be there could be stigma around medication and going to a, a, a hospital or seeing a therapist. So really, it's meeting yourself or meeting that person where they are, and then providing and learning and, and learn that uh, provide that psychoeducation. You know what is trauma? Some of the things we went over, and then really doing a, a self reflection of yourself to really think about you know um, what are some things that happened in my life that may have caused um, trauma. Uh, was I hit by a belt, you know, from my parents? 
You know, the, the, my parents go in the backyard and get an extension cord off the tree. I mean, an extension cord from the, the room or a switch off the tree. You know, um, the, uh, here we go. You know, some of the schools, the school systems in the 80s may have induced a little bit of trauma because, you know, um, so some schools were allowed to, um, to paddle you and, and reprimand you through a paddle and whoop you. So we have to think about doing some of our homework and seeing where some of that trauma could have come from, which is going to help that. Uh, professionally, you are ready to go get help. You know, you can give them some of that background because they're going to try and dig that out of you. But if you can provide that, that's going to save a lot of time and a lot of that self-discovery in that process, you know. And really that other component of um, looking at that is, is really seeing um, how other individuals could help you through your process. You know, studies show that working with other individuals have, who have been through similar issues um, than you, uh, can be very helpful. Uh, so that, that may be uh, healing groups, healing circles, uh, safe spaces to talk about it. Uh, group therapy is another uh, way to do that as well. So th- these are some areas of how someone can really uh, work on treating that and healing that trauma. I really appreciate you walking us through that, uh, Christian. I especially today appreciate you talking about being in school in the 80s. Uh, so for some of us who were in school a little before that one, I can I can say with all certainty that we have inadvertently traumatized some people because of what the norms were uh, with regard to discipline. So now we know a little better. We're doing a little better. And I appreciate the thoughtfulness in which you you uh, gave us the, that answer and all of them. Christian Jacobs, while I'm at it, let me just thank you right now for your time today to talk about the physical impacts of trauma with the Brother Rewell family. Appreciate it as always, sir. Michael, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate you having me. We'll see you again soon. OK, take care. You too. And I want to thank you for uh, watching or listening to this particular podcast. If you've been intrigued at all, you can check out more in this trauma and healing series brought to you by our friends at Blue Shield of California, specifically their Blue Sky Initiative. You can read all about it at bluesky.blueshieldca.com. That's bluesky.blueshieldca.com. Read all about that incredible program of Blue Shield of California's. Another website I want you to remember, brotherbewell.com. That one is ours. If you like this particular podcast, you want to take a look or listen to others in the series, that's where you can go for those, as well as any one of a number of videos, podcasts, print pieces, all designed to help you on that mental health journey. Check it all out at brotherbewell.com. There's opportunities to to come on board and become a member of, of, of Brother Rewell. If you can do that, we certainly appreciate it. If you can give us your email address, you can sign up for our blog right away and you'll start to get updates in your email box. Check it all out at brotherbewell.com. My name again, Michael P. Coleman, content director for Brother Be Well, encouraging you, thanking you first for being here. And I'm telling you right now, I'm looking forward to next time I get to talk to you already. I want to encourage you to do two quick things for me. Take great care of yourself. And then when you get it down, take great care of somebody else if you would. Till next time, bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Brother Be Well podcast. Join the BBW membership at brotherbewell.com so we can learn to heal trauma together. Thanks also to Blue Shield of California's Blue Sky Initiative for sponsoring this podcast and supporting parents and caregivers in need. I'm Leon Guidry, and that's all for now.